twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about some common features found on FRS, GMRS two-way radios. We'll discuss what some of these features are, what they do, and discover some special features found on some higher-end models. We'll also review the Midland LXT-118 two-way radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% on your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. All right, there was a time when operating a walkie-talkie was simply a matter of pressing a button to talk and letting go to listen. And uh, although they're still easy to use, the two-way radios of the 21st century are much more sophisticated and jam-packed with features. Uh, So many, in fact, that learning what they are and how to use them can be a little confusing. Yeah, you know, uh, we actually find that most people are still using their two-way radios simply by pushing a button and talking. And uh, most people actually aren't aware of some of the extra things that their uh, two-way radios or walkie-talkies are capable of. So uh, we wanted to kind of just take this episode to go through some of the common features that are found on consumer-grade FRS, GMRS radios and just kind of give a brief explanation of, of how they work and uh, what they do. Now, uh, we can't really go into detail as to how to u- turn on and off each feature because, of course, every model is different. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're just going to kind of blow through a list of features here and explain what it is and why you'd use it. All right. Well, let's blow through them now. Let's blow through them. All right. Yeah. Let's start with the low-end features. These are features that you're going to see on pretty much any radio that you buy. Uh, like uh, 22 channels. That's pretty much standard on every radio. The the FRS, GMRS channels are pre-programmed, and that's that's pretty much Very, what very common. Even the, um, the bottom-of-the-line uh, radios from any manufacturer is going to have at least 22 FRS, GMRS channels, and um, each channel corresponds to a frequency. Basically, what a channel does is it lets you separate your party into groups. Like you can put these three people on channel one, these three people on channel two, and they won't be able to talk to each other. The Mm -hmm. only way you're going to be able to communicate is if you're on the same channel. Um, Now, we did a whole, our whole first episode of the two-way radio show was an introduction to consumer radios, and we really covered the FRS, GMRS channels there. So, um, but uh, go listen to that episode. It's a good starter. If, you, if you're if you really new to the consumer radios, go listen to that episode. And for the most part, when you're choosing a channel, you just want to uh, avoid interference for the most part. So um, avoid channel one because the, the guys that aren't yeah. reading the manuals uh, 
or anything and are, are just using the radios right out of the box, they're on channel one. <laughs> if you just switch to channel two, you're going to avoid um, most of your interference. But moving right along, privacy codes is um, another feature that causes a lot of confusion. Privacy codes are also um, known as interference eliminator codes or um, QT codes. They have many different names, but essentially what they do is eliminate interference. If you turn a privacy code on on your radio, you're going to get a choice of you know 1 to 38 or 1 to 121 or, or even higher, depending on the radio that you have. But activating a privacy code is going to screen out any transmission from a radio that's not using the same privacy code. And we covered that in great detail. We went through um, uh, setting we, up privacy codes uh, pretty well in uh, Episode 8. Yeah, we've got an entire episode on privacy codes, so we'll, we'll move right along to call yeah. tones. So listen to, listen to Episode 8 to learn more about privacy codes. I, that's another good episode. Um, call tones are available on most every radio. The very low-end radios will have one call tone. Higher-end radios will have many, many call tones for you to choose from. Basically what it does is you press a button and it sends a uh, sort of a pre-recorded tone over the frequency to the other radios. This, this tone may sound like a telephone ringing. There are various ones but usually it's a way to get someone's attention. If you're talking yeah. to somebody on your radio and you're not getting a response, maybe press the call tone button and uh, they'll hear that and um, talk back to you. It can also be used for other things, but mainly it's a way to grab somebody's attention. Uh, channel scan is another, another feature that's really common on these radios which enables the two-way radio to just continuously scan each channel one by one for any activity. If you've got a 22-channel uh, radio, you, you, most of the time you'll see the screen. The channel number will change on the screen, one channel for every half second or so, and kind of visually you'll see it going through the channels and scanning. Whenever it finds um, communication on a channel, it'll stop, and you'll hear whatever's being played over the channel. Some of the more advanced models of radios will have a way to delete a channel from the scan list. So like let's say your channel 10 has nothing to do with you but it's, it seems to always have traffic. You could eliminate channel 10 from your scan list and, and your radio will no longer stop there. Another one that's uh, common on, on most radios and low-end radios, um, keypad lock. Because that, that's a really important feature. And I think for most of us who own cell phones, I think you under, probably understand what that does and, and why it should be on just about every radio. Yeah, but, key, uh, keypad lock is going to keep you from accidentally pressing a button on your radio. When you activate the keypad lock, that basically turns all the other buttons off. So if you even if you press them, it does nothing. This is going to keep you from accidentally changing the channel or accidentally sending a call tone or uh, you know changing some menu option that you, you don't know about. So keypad lock is, is a good thing to use, especially if, if your radio is going to be in your purse or you know somewhere it may yeah. get, get knocked around. Yeah, and um, then you've got the, uh, the squelch, noise filter, auto squelch. It's called different things on different radios, um, uh, quiet talk, that sort of thing. Yeah, this is basically a way to eliminate um, weak transmissions or to adjust the squelch so that your, your radio will pick up weaker transmissions. Mm -hmm. So that that's uh, when you see noise filter, auto squelch, it's referred to many, many different ways, but it's uh, just a way to 
tell your radio the power of the transmissions that you want to allow through. And some of the other features that uh, you'll find on low-end radios are really related to uh, the battery or monitoring the battery. And the reason that we're including them in the show is because, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, uh, you know, years ago when I was a kid, you you had walkie-talkies, two-way radios that basically did one thing. You know, you push to talk, you let go to listen. That was pretty much it. When the battery started running low, the only way you had of knowing that is when things started getting a little fuzzy on mm-hmm. the on the send and receive side, when you started losing that signal. Um, and I mean, that was the only way to tell. And right. then you knew the batteries were dead. These days, though, there are a lot of features in these radios, even on the low-end models, to, to alert you to that. Right. There, there's a lot of ways to keep you aware of where your battery situation is as far as full charge, weak charge, and uh, even improving the battery life of the radios. Uh, battery meter is one of them. You see some radios don't offer this, some radios do offer this, and some radios implement it in a different way. So, some radios show you a battery meter that uh, changes from you know full, medium, low. You, you get a visual indication of exactly where the radio where the battery life is. Um, some of the lower end radios won't provide any type of meter at all, but they'll just have uh, like a low battery alert mm-hmm. on the display so that whenever the battery is low, you'll get an icon up in the corner that maybe shows a, a half-charged battery visually or, or, or something. Either way, the, the battery meter and the low battery alert are ways of letting you know where your battery life is. Sometimes uh, radios will also give you an audible alert to indicate that the battery is low. Like maybe you'll hear a beep every minute or two, mm-hmm. um, something like that, just to let you know audibly that your battery is running out. And then you have a feature here that will help you extend your battery life. You have a battery saver type of mode uh, where you can adjust the, the power settings on the radios, on some of these radios, to kind of conserve power. Yeah, the, the battery saver is it, it's implemented in different ways by different manufacturers. But when you put a bat radio in battery saver mode, one way it may accomplish reduced battery usage is uh, by lowering the transmit power. Another thing is maybe after a certain amount of time of uh, unuse, you know, switching to a lower power mode. Um, it's kind of sort of like a sleep mode on some devices, you know, in, in yeah, some ways. I would recommend check the manual of the radio that you buy to see exactly what it's doing in battery saver mode. Yeah. Sometimes it may be something you don't you don't want. You need to know what you're getting when you turn that functionality on or off. Now, in some of the higher end models, you have uh, a few more advanced features. Uh, one popular one is is Vox or Evox. Uh, Vox essentially is hands free communication. What uh, Vox mode when you turn it on on a radio, it the radio is going to listen for a noise, mm-hmm. and whenever it hears a noise, it's going to start transmitting automatically instead of requiring you to push the button if the noise is greater than whatever preset threshold you've set up. is A lot of times you'll have a sensitivity level for Vox between 1 and 3, or some of the higher-end radios will let you go between 1 and 10 to set your Vox sensitivity, but essentially... The more sensitive it is, the more likely a noise is going to make the radio start transmitting. The less sensitive it is, it's 
how much of your transmission is going to be cut off when you start transmitting. Vox is not perfect. And if you have a higher sensitivity setup, then um, it's going to take more noise to get it to start transmitting. And mm-hmm. you're going to miss the first second, half second or so of, of whatever you're saying. Um, That's voice activated transmit. That's what Vox stands for. And yeah, technically it's it activates to your voice, but it can activate to, you know, if you've got a dog next to you barking, <laughs> it could activate to that. So uh, it can be uh, a good feature or a bad feature, depending on the situation sometimes. Yeah, just kind of know, if you're going to use Fox, be sure you know what you're getting into before you start using it. Kind of understand how it works, or else you may be disappointed with the results. Uh, ketones. Ketones are, are, are what some uh, manufacturers call keystroke tones or audible button beeps. Uh, um, that's a fairly simple one to figure out. That's uh, yeah. yeah, that this I don't even really consider a feature, but all the manufacturers seem to list it. Basically, means yeah. whenever you push a button, it's going to make a beep. The radio is going to beep, just sort of letting you know that you just pushed a button. And if that annoys you, which it does for some people, you want to have a way to turn that off. So they sometimes will have a feature in there where you can you can disable that, right, uh, or turn it off. Uh, silent mode. In silent mode, all of the beeps and uh, things like that that are normally going to come from the radio are eliminated. This is uh, marketed usually toward hunters who don't want their radio to make any sound that could scare off an animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see this uh, true silent mode on very high-end radios, Midland GXT 1000, 1050 series radios, also some of the camouflage Motorola talk about radios that are, are marketed specifically for hunters. Talk confirmation tone, or, or what's also known as a Roger beep, um, that transmits a tone when, when you let go of that push a talk button, when you're done with the transmission. Yes, this, this is something you're going to see on all the radio, not just high-end. Uh, high-end, low-end radios, they all have the Roger beep functionality. It just lets you know, or lets the other party know, that you've finished a transmission. It's like saying over. Yeah. Yeah, over. Uh, which, that's half the fun of using a two-way radio when I was a kid. Saying over, over. Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> over and out. Uh, when I was a kid, that was part of the, the, the fun of playing with two-way radios. Um, th- I digress. Well, you, you can turn <laughs> off Roger Beep on some of your higher-end radios, so uh, you can still have plenty of fun, Rick. Okay. Right. Uh, the timeout timer. Now, that's an important one uh, going back to the battery saver feature. You know, if you've got the tall button down for a long period of time, after a period of time, it, it kind of cuts that off. That's right. If uh, you've got the radio in your purse or you've got a clip to your belt and you're standing beside a wall and you don't realize that uh, your, your push-to-talk button is being pressed, it just automatically stops transmitting after a preset amount of time. Or if you're long-winded like me, that, that gives the uh, the listener some relief. <laughs> the other end. <laughs> um, monitor channel. Only real life had a timeout timer. <laughs> <laughs> monitor channel. Uh, that's a feature that allows you to check if the, if the channel is clear before you transmit on that channel. Yeah, the, the monitor function basically opens up squelch completely so you're hearing the static or you're hearing anything that's going over the channel this is useful sometimes if uh, 
you're communicating with someone who is right on the edge of range and um, their transmission isn't making it to your radio, you can turn on the monitor function and hear anything that's going over that channel, even very, very weak transmissions. And another one of my favorite features to have on a two-way radio, weather channels. I think that's a very important feature to have on on two-way radios to begin with. Well, if you're using them outdoors, uh, it's it's really critical. And uh, if you're using them indoors, it's useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's important to be able to keep up with the weather channels. Uh, now, we've covered a lot of the pretty much the standard features on the low and the high-end models, but going up to... Um, uh, some of the optional features. There are some special features that you'll find on some models, not all, but certain models which are nice to have and good to know about, uh, starting off with the weather alerts. Now, weather alerts and weather channels are two different things. Weather channels are those are the channels that carry the the NOAA or the whatever the, uh, the, the weather broadcasts are on. Weather alerts... Weather alerts are more proactive. With, with yeah. weather channels... Any, any radio with weather alerts is also going to have weather channels. But uh, with, without weather alerts, you've got to push the button to hear the weather. With weather alerts, you can turn this on on the radio, and whenever there is a, a weather emergency, your radio will automatically come on and start playing information from that weather channel. And then you have same technology, which is another notch up from that. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to weather alerts, but in that you can limit it to a certain area. Um, towers that broadcast weather transmissions, the NOAA towers, cover a very, very wide range, several counties typically, or even more. Um, so often the weather emergencies that are being broadcast are not simply for the area that you live in. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't really want the radio to come on uh, in the middle of the night, because there's a tornado, you know, you know six counties over. Miles away, yeah. Same technology uh, stands for specific area message encoding, and uh, it allows you to get the area down to around a, a zip code sized area. Right, in your pretty much your immediate area, and it's not just for weather emergencies. They also, um, you know, send out. Uh, alerts for other types of, of emergency situations like uh, child abductions, uh, immediate evacuation for various things, disease warnings, uh, power plant warnings, for food contamination warnings, you know, fire warnings, things like that. Um, a lot of other different types of emergency alerts that they want to get out to as many people as possible. So that's a really handy feature to have. And particularly, it's June now. And hurricane season just started. Um, having a radio with this kind of capability, I think, is particularly important. Unfortunately, uh, most radios don't provide same technology. In fact, there's only one, the Motorola T9680 Same, mm-hmm. is the only GMRS radio uh, at the moment with this feature. So if, if uh, same technology is critical to you, that's the radio for you. Okay. Vibrate alert. That's uh, that's one that you know. If you have a cell phone, that's something we almost take for granted. But uh, on a two-way radio, that's uh, that's kind of a special feature. Yeah, you you see this in the very high-end radios, uh, uh, your Midland GXT one thousands or Motorola uh, MR three fifties and up. Mm-hmm. Power selectable options uh, that allows you to kind of switch between high and low power modes and. Uh, 
for the various frequencies. Um, Most radios have some type of power selectable feature just because if, if they're over half a watt, the FCC requires them to be able to switch between low and high power for the, the FRS channels. But some radios, some higher-end radios, take this to uh, another level level and give you a power boost button or something, yeah. for example, on the side. Like where if you use this button for push-to-talk, it's uh, normal power. If you use this button, it's high power. So you can get out a, a quick burst, you know, and a, kind of an SOS type of alert kind of thing. Um, well, if you're not getting a response from someone and, and you think maybe they're out of range, you can use the boost button, but uh, maybe use the regular button most of the time to save battery life. Yeah. And uh, caller ID, another feature that uh, most people are are used to uh, on cell phones, but uh, really uh, two-way radio, that's, uh, that's a pretty recent addition. Yeah, with some of the radio's group modes, you have the caller ID option. Most people aren't going to use that just because it's kind of complicated to set up, but it is there if you have uh, some of these higher-end models. Now, one other feature that we have here that a lot of people don't think about once again is repeater capability. And that's something that you generally will, will find with business radios, but more and more we get questions from people that, that uh, need uh, GMRS radio to, to carry over much longer distances. Yeah, a, a repeater is a device that basically listens on one frequency and then rebroadcasts that transmission at a much, much higher power out a different frequency. Um, so radios that can talk through repeaters give you the ability to, to dramatically extend the range that you have for the radio. So that can be nice in uh, emergencies um, or if you're just a, a radio enthusiast. Yeah, a dual channel watch. That's another kind of optional Dual feature. channel watch is sort of like a, a scan for two channels. So that your radio, normally a radio is going to be set to one channel, and whatever goes over that channel you're going you're gonna to hear out the speaker of the radio. With dual channel watch, it's sort of like you can be on two channels at the same time. If you really want to get fancy with, with the two-way radios, there are a few other features that, that take it... Uh, really to the next level. GPS, one big one. GPS capability. Currently, I think uh, those are the... Um, um, Garmin. The Garmin, yes. The, those are the... Thank you. Those are the Garmin. Yeah, the Garmin, uh, it's the Garmin Rhino series. It's, I would consider it more a GPS with a two-way radio than a, a two-way, two-way radio with, with a GPS. GPS. I mean, these, these are very expensive devices. We do carry them, and they are great and offer a ton of functionality. I mean, with with these Garmin Rhinos, you can see on a map exactly where the other people in your party are that you're you're talking to. So, you know, Rick will have his dot in one one area. Anthony will have a dot. I'll have a dot. Yeah, and, and uh, it's it's kind of neat. So you can see exactly where everyone is, and there, there's a lot more features that, that the GPS provides. Take a look at the Garmin Rhinos if if uh, that. Uh, sounds good to you at all and a clock feature and it, believe it or not there are radios and, and once again the garmin radio some of the higher end models there will have a clock feature on it and uh you know my xt 511 two-way radio the base camp radio has a built-in clock yeah i, I don't see a lot of portable handheld radios with the clock feature anymore other than the garmin rhinos but a lot of the weather radios or emergency radios like 
that XT511 Rick mentioned can also be an alarm clock. And mm-hmm. um, outside of two-way radios, we carry a lot of, of weather radios, like same, specifically same radios or radios like that, that that are an alarm clock as well. And finally, one optional feature that's becoming more and more common on radios now than they used to be, but they're still not on uh, a whole lot of them, a USB port. Motorola has really ran with this, with uh, the Motorola Talk About series. They're the only ones doing a USB port right now, but it seems like every time they come up with a new radio, they have added it. So they are, um, they think it's a great feature. People like it. I think it's a great feature because Mm -hmm. everyone's got a USB cable at this point. I mean, there's so many devices that use it. Um, So it it allows you to charge your radio with uh, cables that you may already have around the house. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, that's pretty much most of the the major features, the the major common features that you usually uh, find on these uh, consumer radios. Any other thoughts on? Uh, I think we covered a a lot in a a short amount of time there. I think we did. Coming up, we'll review the Midland LXT-118 two-way radio. Um, Is it feature-packed? We'll find out next on the two-way radio show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. My Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we're going to review a new FRS GMRS radio from Midland, the LXT-118. Well, the LXT-118 is the uh, one of the newer radios from Midland. Um, they're basically replacing the LXT-114s, which were a couple pretty uh, popular models with this low-end low end radios that you know folks were buying for, you know, uh, for their children or for you know small trips things like that but uh two models available the lx the lxt 118 and then the vp version um basically the only difference is is the vp version it's the value pack it comes with the rechargeable batteries um and the charger and the charger correct but standard uh you've got your standard 22 channels um does not have the privacy codes so if that's something that's uh important to you you're definitely going to want to look up at a, a different models you know if you're looking for a really feature packed radio this really isn't it it's this is designed to be pretty much a basic very basic, basic radio very low range with this radio mm-hmm. now, 
Um, when you look at any of the manufacturers, the, the very low-end model is not going to be very powerful. So you're going to be comparing this radio to the Motorola MBR140. Yeah, yeah. F- FV300s. FV300s. Um, the Cobra 125s, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. When you're comparing the Midland to those models, the Midland wins as, as far as power goes. The Midland is more powerful than similarly priced radios from other manufacturers. Not to say it has much power at all, however. It's, it's uh, still less than a watt. I think we're talking about maybe uh, two-tenths of a watt. Yeah, it's, it's pretty low. But it does have uh, quite a few features for a low-end radio. It does. It's got your, it does have the Vox hand-free operation available. It's got the channel scans. It has the, uh, the auto squelch. It does have a signal strength indicator on it, which is nice. Yeah, that, that's something you don't, usually don't find on the How really accurate they are. Low-end you know, radios. But, you know, it's, um, and it does have the keypad lock. So, you know, if you're just looking for something, you know, to use around the house or something good for the kids to play with. This is a this is a great radio. No for doubt. The kids. No doubt. Yeah. Um, I would say don't expect much more than a tenth of a mile to a, yeah. a quarter of a mile of range out of this radio. You know, this radio is even water resistant. From, from what I understand, it's water resistant, which you don't find on a lot of the really low end radios. Water resistant is sort of a broad term. So that's right. I mean, I, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in it. it it's advertised as water-resistant, but uh, I wouldn't feel good about getting it wet. Yeah. You know? Well, I didn't say it was waterproof. I, I said it was water-resistant. You know, if a kid's uh, spinning on the radio or something, as, as kids do. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> they do, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't take it out in the rain, personally. Yeah. 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 So, but three-year three, uh, three year warranty on them. It's got Midland's market-leading warranty there. Um, you know, a three-year warranty on a little set of radios like this—that's uh, can't beat a three-year warranty on a twenty-dollar set of radios. No, not at no. all. But you're, uh, yeah, twenty-nine ninety-nine for the value pack with the rechargeable batteries, nineteen ninety-nine for the uh, the standard set. Now, one interesting about the thing about this value pack—the charger—it's this is not a a drop-in charger. This is a plug-in type of deal. You've got the the charger adapter, and it's got a Y. A Y adapter on it, yeah. It so splits. you can plug in, yeah, they plug directly into the, the radio. Time. So, um, which is uh, what's kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting feature. Um, any uh, any negatives to this radio? Pretty much the range. I mean, I mean, it's don't expect a lot out of the range. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is if, what it if is. If you're yeah. looking for a twenty to thirty dollar radio, this is probably the one, the best one to choose, but. You know, negatives are the range, lack of range, lack of features. It's very small. Yeah. Yeah. It's a plus. Which is good for small hands, you know. Once right. again, it makes it makes a pretty good radio for the kids. Um, you know, 20 bucks, hey, why not? Right. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on the LXG 1810? Uh, what I like about it is it's the first radio that we've received from Midland's new 2012 lineup. Yeah, that's right. So right. uh, we're expecting over the next month to to get pretty much all new models from Midland. We've seen some of their other 2011 models go away. They're they're mm-hmm. discontinued. We can't get any more. We've sold out of them. People are calling all the time looking for them. So uh, We've got all new ones coming in now. They are going to stay with the uh, GXT 1000s and the 1050s because those are 
popular. But they're adding a GXT 2000. 2000, yeah. Excited about that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a a cool little radio. No doubt. Well, we have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from Radio Dude. And uh, Radio Dude says, I have two Cobra 30-mile range radios, and they can communicate with each other at short range, but once the other one gets near a mile, maybe less, they start to get fuzzy. Then you can't hear each other. They are supposed to be 30 miles range. I know when you are in the city or forest, it's not 30 miles, but it should at least be farther than that. But today I was talking with someone who also had a 30 miles range radio, and he was at least 10 miles away. What can be wrong? They are set to high, too. These things were 60 bucks, too. So what it looks like is that they can communicate with... uh, (laughs) You're laughing. So what it looks like is that they can communicate with other radios, but not each other. And that's from Radio Dude. If your radios are giving you a mile of range uh, out of those Cobras, I don't think there's anything defective with the radios. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure that you're on a GMRS channel, which is uh, channels 1 through 7 and 15 through 22. The radios will be on low power mode on, on channels 8 through 14. You want to make sure you have a full charge on your battery. That being said, it's fairly common to see a mile of range with these radios, depending on your terrain. Um, well, there are a number of factors that determine the range, and, and once again, we, we talked about that in, in another episode of the Two-Way Radio Show, um, Radios and Range, and I think that was, uh, uh, that was episode five uh, early on. And that's a big topic. It, we, we get this and question a lot, and uh, there are just a lot of different factors that determine it. I, and I completely agree with Radio Dude there that, that they shouldn't be saying 30-mile range mm-hmm. on the radios. That is the biggest problem that we have with consumer radios is that expectations are not set properly when you have these crazy range claims. Um, 30 miles is what the radios would do if you had a line of sight, which is like, Let's say you're at the top of uh, a mountain and there's nothing in between you and someone in a, a valley below. You would get 30 miles range with those radios, but in the real world, we have things that block the signal. Like we have hills, we have trees, we have buildings, we have cars. And if you're in the middle of a, an urban area with, with tall skyscrapers all around you, you're, you're going to be lucky to get a quarter mile there sometimes with all that steel and concrete. So. You're talking about uh, some factors here that uh, it's really going to depend. Right. It's just really going to depend. That's the answer. And as far as the, your friend getting 10 miles or so, maybe he's the one that's standing on top of a mountain. <laughs> top. Or maybe he's on top of a hill. Maybe you know. he's talking to someone lower than him. Maybe there, there's yeah. less blocking the signal. Or he might be on top of a tall building, uh, you know, somewhere. But uh, in any case, yeah, it's, it's going to depend. Our next question comes from J&J. And uh, J&J says, Hello, I have a newbie question. Are my XTS 5000 radios EMR safe? Thanks. Well, J&J, that's a, <laughs> that's a good uh, newbie question. I'm guessing EMR safe, he's talking about electromagnetic radiation. Radiation, yeah. Um, which is... You know, maybe doomsday scenarios have uh, electro EMPs like. Um, as far as the radiation is concerned, um, you know, electronics today, 
it wouldn't take much of an electromagnetic pulse to take them out. I mean, we've become so, everything's so micro. Right. And, and now I'm no expert uh, by any means on EMR, EMP, um, but I don't believe that there's anything with two-way radios that would make them special to where they would not be vulnerable to one of these phenomenons that, uh, you know, normal electronics would be. So if it's something that's going to affect most electronics in general, I think two-way radios are going to be included in there. Yeah. Now, as far as uh, radio transmissions itself, uh, you know, that's one thing. But you can't you can't have a radio transmission without a, a method of delivery, and, and it's the devices themselves are really going to be uh, most vulnerable to that. Whether or not, if he's asking if they're shielded, um, probably you're probably going to need to contact Motorola and see if there's sufficient shielding in that uh, in that XTS 5000 to um, maybe to uh, not eliminate but to at least diminish electromagnetic radiation somewhat. Yeah, my, my um, expectation would be that there's not, but we're not experts and we don't see this question a lot. So it may be best to contact the manufacturer for for more specifics on this. We have heard from customers who are preparing for. Uh, doomsday type scenarios who uh, maybe keep a couple of extra radios in a metal container or something if, if memory yeah, serves me correctly just going to mention that uh, yeah I've, I've heard from customers who are doing this so if, if this phenomenon occurs they have radios that are shielded and and are safe most of the time they're looking for amateur radios or ham radios mm-hmm. however well, our uh, last question today comes from uh, Eddie, and uh, Eddie has a very similar question about this. He says, Gentlemen, I googled info on GMRS FRS licensing, your episode 6, and fortunately selected your forum. I am pleased to say that your show is very informative and easy to digest in a non-radio geek kind of way. Well, thank you, Eddie. That's the that's the intention. Um, it is. <laughs> I, I agree. That's the intention. Um I appreciate how you gentlemen stay on point with the topic. The review, well, we never go off point. <laughs> we never go off topic. Um, the reviews that you give on the show seem to be honest and unbiased. Um, and that's, you know, that's Anthony. Um, you know I, what? We sell everything or most everything. So, um, you know, why not be honest? Yeah. We're not trying to force you to buy a specific brand or, you know, one of the three products that we sell. Well, he's asking, his question is, um, I was wondering if you had an episode that addressed the question of if there were an EMP anomaly, would repeater stations and antennas be affected? And that's from uh, Eddie. Um, An electromagnetic pulse is a little bit different from standard rate. I mean, EMR, that's radiation, a constant thing there. An electromagnetic pulse is kind of a quick... Boom! It goes through, and then it's basically, basically gone. So very weird um, with the EMR and EMP yeah, questions. We're, we're kind of getting, scary. Yeah, we're getting a lot. Of, uh, well, you know Something what? I need to be checking on. I think. Well, we're begin, we're getting more of these type of questions lately, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, the times we live in. I think, and uh, you know, I just think we're in some uncertain times, and people are getting. Back to I don't know if it's quite back to Cold War status here, but uh, people want to be ready. And let's face it, we are in an industry with two-way radios where if we have a major disaster of any sort, uh, you're going to lose your sale 
communication. You can lose a lot of other things. Uh, people are going to rely more on two-way radios you're, you're for communication. Right. I mean, we, we started you know? uh, carrying some basic emergency kits a few months back just because we were mm-hmm. getting questions like this. Uh, um, you know, people were buying radios for uh, not for daily use or, or weekly use, but for preparedness, just to kind of put on a shelf. And just to be ready for a scenario where where we lose the wired communications, we'd lose the cell towers and things like that. And really, that's that's what we've got left are, are, are just pure, you know, station-to-station radio communications. Now, as going back to his question, like I said before, I, I don't believe that there's anything in repeaters or uh, normal a- antennas that you would see connected to a repeater that would make them special or uh, that would make them not be vulnerable to uh, one of these types of phenomenons. Um, They'd have to be heavily shielded, you know, from an EMP anomaly. Obviously, if they're on the whole time, uh, they're going to be affected more. That'll definitely take them out. Uh, If they're off, uh, you know, you want to have them off and somewhere safe, like we were just talking about, like you were mentioning before, have them in a, you know, a shielded box somewhere, and then once the... The event is passed. Once that pulse has has uh, dissipated, then you know then you can probably take it out and, and use it. But uh, you know if we have a situation that serious, now you know you could have something from the sun, <laughs> electromagnetic pulse, uh, any kind of event outside of I, Earth. I was that watching could, that a, could a cause documentary. I was watching a documentary not long ago that talked about in the 1850s there was. Um, some type of solar flare or solar storm that uh, caused problems where if we had as much electronics then as we do today, it would it would be it would just take everything out. Yeah. yeah. So really, probably the safest thing you could do is um, just turn it off. And if you think one's coming, turn it off. Stick it in a shielded uh, box and, uh, and then wait for it to pass. As far as as far as uh, vulnerability. Uh, is concerned, I, I think with solar much. storms, those uh, are predictable. I mean, a lot of times I do hear that it, you know, hey, in the next few days we're going to have a, a higher than normal solar activity. But well, his question is, he was wondering if we could have an episode that addressed this. And you know, I think I think we just did. But you know what? I, I think it would be a good topic for a future show. I think it would be. So I'll uh, see if we can put it on the list uh, sometime and see what we can do there to take that farther. Sounds great. Okay, well, that's all the questions and comments for, for this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, Blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Okay, before we go... Last call. Any any other uh, final comments? No, sir. Nope. No, not from Anthony. You've been kind of quiet today. I have been. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to have a show about that sometime. Um, we'll have to have a show. Where Anthony does all the all the talking. I'm just. Hey, I'll, I'll take next week off. <laughs> we both will. Anthony, you can do the show next week. Okay, go. sounds good. All right. 
Um, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. And enter promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. As always, everyone, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feenster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And we're out. <laughs>